This is Dr. Ini Bega Desanya of the Booming Small Business. Hi, is everybody today? Um, we have another exciting um, topic. Um, today, I'm going to speak to you about commingling of funds. Um, we're going to sp- I'm going to speak about how to stop the repercussion of commingling, commingling of funds as a as a business. So what does commingling of funds mean? It means when you actually combine, mix, combine um, um, business transactions with personal transactions, usually in a personal personal account. So, um, in you know, you have a personal account, or and um, you just don't separate your business transactions from your personal account. Um, that that is commingling of funds and so we're focusing on commingling of funds um when it comes to business practices why is this important usually when you take out money or you pay for transactions from a personal account it's really difficult for the irs to to say to say let's say to 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 confirm if that's a business or a personal expense so um you run the risk of actually paying more taxes so if you have a personal account and you continue to you know pay for items for business you know, all kinds of items for business. It's very likely that IRS will say that this is a personal transaction. You know, swiping a personal card for lunch, and you say, "Oh, that's a business e- event." Um, it's very, very unlikely. It's more than very. It's actually very unlikely that the um, IRS, assuming you get audited. Um, would find out, would actually confirm if that's a business expense. And um, I mean, even for your own planning, you know, how do you know when you're trying to project, you know, projections and look at how much profit you made? If everything is in one bit, one personal account, how would you know which is which? Like, you know, so um, although um, um, it's really challenging on the business owner's part, um, and so it's extra work and I mean, it's not easy to really put your business, you know, projections together. Um, the other part of it is, um, having to pay more interest, more taxes, which will lead to penalties and interest. And so it's very important for you to note that commingling of funds is not a good thing. All right. So let's see, what do you do? Okay, assuming now you've decided, you know what, I've been doing it wrong, incorrectly, and so I want to really put everything together at this point. So what do you do? Um, first of all, um, you have to get an EIN. An EIN is an employer identification number. Obtain a EIN for your business. It doesn't matter if your business is a so proprietorship, a limited liability company, a partnership, a corporation, whatever structure it is, um, 
get um, an employer identification number for your business. Um, some people still use us that social security number for their business. Oh, that's that's not right because number one, um, oftentimes it's not it's not easy um, it's not easy to separate. Um, I mean, your business transactions from your personal transactions if you use your social security number um, for your business. So an EIN is also is a very important number. So make sure you obtain that for your business. Um, I, I had mentioned this before, the importance of really getting a business structure that, that will prevent you from liability exposure as a, a business owner, um, you know, and a sole proprietorship will not prevent you from being exposed to business liabilities. What do I mean by that? Example, if you have a sole proprietorship and let's say um, um, somebody sues your company, well, a sole proprietorship does not protect you, does not separate you from the company. So what happens is that you would have to you know, um, the person that is suing the sole proprietorship would go beyond the assets of the company and come after your personal assets. So you don't want that to happen. And so, um, refrain from having your business as a sole proprietorship. You can, you know, structure it as an LLC, um, you know, a corporation, but please refrain from using a sole proprietorship structure. Of course, there's also the tax benefits, um, that's um, another time I believe I spoke about that in my earlier um, podcast but just to reiterate that an EIN is very important is very necessary um, as you know you work towards um, preventing commingling, commingling of funds okay so again the step first step is to obtain an EIN number all right, once an EIN, which is an employer identification number. All right, once you do that, you can move to opening a bank account. Very important, go to the bank, open a bank account for your business. Very important, open a bank account for your business. Okay, so usually the bank will ask you for documentation, but um, um, every bank has a different process, but open a bank account again for your business. Now you might say, oh, but I'm a startup. There's no money in the account. There's no revenue. That's fine. All you need to do is issue a check to your business, to that business account, right? Let's say, I mean, I have a business. I would issue a check from my personal account to my business account just to fund it. I would do that. Let's say if the company is so, you would just issue the check and say maybe your company is ABC, LLC, you issue a check, a personal check to the LLC, um, you know, so, or you can transfer funds into that account, you know, because it's a startup. It's important for you to note that, um, that f those funds could be taken as maybe the, um, ABC, we're looking at an example, the company's name is ABC LLC, ABC LLC can say, okay, you know what, I've taken a loan from the business owner so I'm gonna pay back right so very important or he says you know what I'm not paying back or 
it's going to be equity. It depends. Remember, it's your company. You decide if it's just money you're putting into the company as equity or is money that you want to be paid back. Then when that money is put into the business account, then if everything, the, every transaction now comes out of the business account, right? As you mean, you put example, maybe um, 50,000 just to start the business. Um, if you do that, you can and make sure that um, every transaction would definitely go through the business bank account, all right? Even credit cards. Um, avoid using um, personal credit cards to pay for business transactions. Um, after some time, um, banks or other credit or lending companies do provide credit cards for companies. So please make sure that you take advantage of in if I mean of course I'm not saying that you should go into credit but just do not use or take advantage of you can take advantage of using um getting that credit card but the goal excuse me what I'm trying to say here is make sure that you use you use the business account for business transactions all right even if you're a startup right make sure that there's deposit into into the business account and um everything goes through that business account all right so that's what we said the second remember the first um point was to get <coughs> excuse me an ein the second point is to get a bank account all right we're talking about prevention of coming commingling of funds you and the goal is to make sure that you get you do not get denied of expenses of payments when when it's coming out of your personal account another point i want to note is divisibility what does this mean you know sometimes let's say like um you might have family in it in a state let's say you go to colorado and say that of course maybe you be, went went there for business right and um you have family there you know you have family or you went with your family you want to you know go into the mountains ski or something like that and um, you realize that you could do that. I mean, of course, the flight is, or you went with, you know, you you paid for the flight for your business trip. So assuming you, your, your business trip finishes, let's say, on a Thursday. And so you want to stay over the weekend just to enjoy the mountains the, in Colorado, right? Denver, Colorado, or you go really deep into the mountains. And um, based on that, you sit that you, um, you just... Okay, you just say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to use the opportunity, as you, as I said, just as you're going for the trip. Now, what you need to do is divide the trip into the business aspect and the, and the holiday or personal aspect. And um, you pay for the business aspect with your business card, business um, transaction or business check business everything will be business and the personal you you use your personal card or your personal account to pay for the holiday so make sure that is the everything is divided make sure there's documentation please documentation is very important what do i mean about by documentation um when it comes to the holiday because i'm going to go to the next point i'm going to talk about docu documentation a little bit more but he, in this case um, you know, when you go for meetings, please, you know, things like um, meeting notes, right? You know, things like that. Those are part of documentation. 
you know what you went for have that somewhere have those notes somewhere you know it's very i mean you 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 know just to make sure that you've covered everything to make sure that yes this is the time you spent this is what you did and just have um you know something like um um you know itinerary calendar something and of course something else like anything that is relevant to the meeting or to the conference whatever you went for have it somewhere so that if this question that oh i but i see that you traveled for vacation or some you know you said yes i had a meeting there then after that i spent some time and you see that the bills are separate so make sure that that's clear and you take your time divide that at that point in time all right um then another thing that's very important or another aspect when it comes to commingling of funds to really separate everything is documentation now i know i just talked about it when it comes when we're talking about vacations and things like that but vacation and holidays um but documentation is very important to defend um any transaction let's say you that let's say that i mean um you travel as i said and then you have that separate information um i want to encourage everybody that to try or as much as possible to use electronic um storage actually um i'll start by saying that do not spend cash do not spend cash as much as possible i know sometimes you do have to spend but as much as possible make sure that your cash spending is so minimal is so minimal right so why do i say that is because it's easier to um track expenses that are paid by check by credit card or by debit card is it's easier to do that so i i would say that as much as possible stay away from paying spending cash for business right um the great thing about have spending i mean using cash i'm sorry using debit credit cards or even check um even a wire transfer you can always always you know go back and look at the, the documentation there's always evidence um some banks actually i believe keeps um documents for up to seven years i believe but even beyond that you can always request for documents if you need um, um additional information so um i would always say i tell my clients all the time please avoid spending cash all right and in addition to that um it's good to keep receipts receipts i am good to keep receipts i know um the challenge with receipts is that the um the ink fades ink fades um so when it comes to that i always tell people scan your receipts store them electronically you know irs is now um is i mean it's well <clears throat> i won't say it's now i think it's been some time they accept electronic um storage so it's really important that um that you need to as much as possible keep your documents well keep your documents well documentation is very important make sure that 
you know it's good to actually it's very good that as immediately you get you have you know a process you might say you want to do it at the end of the day i think you know i i just believe that acting immediately like as i said when you travel you you know separate things when you buy you know you um get a receipt you can take it you know take a picture or scan 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 it you should have a scanner scan it and put it somewhere you know when you leave it for months it gets too much but when you say maybe you have someone at the end of the day you just say, scan these receipts label them by the date or by information you might say oh this is for supplies and you have a folder for that and you have a date for that you can say supplies for the month of um january um 2021 so you can do that say supplies and just you know make sure that that is updated that is recorded immediately so because you know if you leave it for weeks and weeks it becomes very cumbersome so um some people do it on a daily basis some people do it on a weekly basis i would say it depends on the volume of your transactions um um it's very i would say at the end of the day if you have so much or you know at the at the end of the week depending but I believe when it gets to monthly, when you start looking at things monthly, um, you know, storage monthly, it might get so, so it, it can get very overwhelming. So I would just advise that please get your documentation in place. It's so wonderful if you get audited and then they ask for if, um, one document and you can go into your electronic files and say, okay, yes, this is for the month of January. I look in that. Oh, and this is for, um, um, for supplies or this is for meals and entertainment. And you look through those, those files and you're able to provide. But I just strongly believe that, um, credit debit credit card statement, um, bank statements really are very helpful because if you buy something in staples you will see it on your credit card it's just there you buy something in staples it's just there you know or buy something in office depot is there so i mean in addition i mean i'm not saying um as i said receipts are good to store but just to re-emphasize make sure you always buy with a credit card or you know or a debit card or just like or a check or even as i said um, why I transferred because it's easier for you to really see, um, you know, that transaction on your credit or debit card statement. All right. And now coming, commingling on funds, um, also is important for you to note that it also relates to business to business. What does that mean? Now let's say business A and business B business, A, business, sometimes business A maybe because they are you know they are owned by the same people or related maybe one is a wife or one you know one is a husband you know just related companies a and b right so sometimes transactions are maybe in are done for company b or are in company b and company a pays for the transactions that company b is benefiting from right and so that is not allowed <laughs> that is not allowed right so there's a case that um that came up which is carpet versus commissioner in which um mr a um owned um with mr a and his wife um owned one company and mr a owned another company so most of the the, the work was done for another company, for that other company that was owned by Mr. A. And um, um, 
payments were generally taken from a company that was owned, the other company that was owned by Mr. A and B, Miss A and B. So anyway, the issue is that the company A was paying for services that was for company B. And so that was denied by the tax court. It's called carpet versus commissioner. So I'm just encourage you that please, even though you have um, two companies, it's very important for you to understand that you don't just pay. Uh, one company doesn't just pay for another company's services. All right. Especially when the services is not related to the initial company. And so how do you circumvent this? How do you prevent this from happening? That paying for maybe a sister company's transactions. How do you prevent issues from happening? Okay. First of all, it's important for you to do intercompany loans. You can actually say, you know, I'm I'm lending this my co company B. You know, I'm company A. I'm lending company B some money to do pay for the bills right or pay for whatever he wants to pay for of course that's a loan so it has to be documented 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 and of course there has to be a commercial um you know loan rate you know another way is to you know is to get lending from a bank there are several ways for you to make sure that this is a clean transaction and make sure that there is no issue down the line because what happens is that um you have the company a and company b what happens is that both of them will, will, will be penalized in one way or the other. So you want to make sure that commingling of funds is not an issue when it comes to your two companies or your sister company, right? It's very, very important for you to make sure that is done. Of course, as I say, if it's something that um, you don't um, really understand um, how that that works, of course, um, we can we can help you you know sort that out so make sure that these are the things that are put in place when it comes to intercompany let's say two companies um you have another company and you're helping that company out that's not allowed unless it's structured in a particular way all right so um the main thing i just to really make sure you um you understand this the goal is to make sure that you do not commingle funds do not mix funds with your personal account um i know you can get very busy but make sure that it's not you don't mix business funds. when i say funds i'm talking about business transactions and don't put that into your personal account or don't take money out of your personal account for business transactions unless it's structured very well as a loan or maybe equity payment so in conclusion some businesses um some business owners actually get so busy you know, and they fail to ensure um, that this issue is taken care of, right? They, they don't prioritize documentation. And um, the issue with that is that when, you're, when you get too busy and you don't sort things out, you know, and, um, or you don't work with um, um, a professional to help you out, in the long run, you will have issues. There will be def definitely interest comes, penalties comes, even additional taxes so the cost is so overwhelming so you really don't want to go through that i mean imagine just um, um doing your taxes and you find out that um, maybe you spend maybe spend a large sum of money in expenses 
um, but guess what if your expenses are denied um, let's say you have let's say that maybe your small business you have um, transactions worth 200 300,000 and then you have expenses of let's say let's say 80,000 do you know that if those transactions were from the pe your personal accounts you can actually be denied that 80,000 expense and then you end up with a whole two hundred thousand dollars tax two or three hundred thousand dollars tax revenue without any expenses being taken into consideration so you don't want that to happen you don't want that to happen so um just to make sure you understand that it's very important for you to sit back and take control of your business and make sure that your business um is in order make out time to make sure your business is in order now of course if this is like or it's too complicated or you you're getting it's a lot for you to process of course again i always say this we're here to help can contact my office and really work with you all right so hopefully i'm being able to share some good information that will help you and um, make sure that um, you um, succeed of course we are always or i'm always interested in your success all right, have a good one. See you next time and wonderful again to speak to you today. All right.